high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. A happy Friday to you all. AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. February 21st. We are now eight days away from completing the month and getting you ready for March, which contains spring baseball, which contains March Madness basketball, which contains NBA basketball, where it really starts to get a little bit more intense, a little bit more pressure on you. Games matter a little bit more because playoff seating starts to show itself. Pretenders contenders, who's in, who's out, who's for real, who's not. Losing streaks push you from second to eighth. Um, it's March is coming up. Fast and furious. January felt like forever. January was one of the worst months in calendar history. I mean, we're talking like Kobe Bryant dying. We're talking about rumors of World War Three. We're talking about the Patriots not being in the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, it was rough. It was a really rough January for a lot of people, including myself. Uh, again, welcome to the Full Court Press. I'm Audrey Salveson. 402 is your time right now. Uh, we've got a lot to get to. We're going to lay off the current Aggie squad. We feel like we've beat that to a pulp. Um, and it, it's time to step away and let them rest. They'll get ready for San Jose State on Tuesday night. Diogo Brito, Sam Merrill, Roche, Group Fom are seniors. They'll complete their careers uh, or at least their final game at the Spectrum for now. And then Abel Porter will uh, be ending his uh, time as an Aggie uh, as well. as he, uh, is a, He's got his master's degree, and he is ready to move on with life. So good for him. Uh, he'll step away from the game of basketball after the season as well, and uh, the Aggies will start to bring in their new talent. They got a lot of it too. Sean Barristow, Marco Anthony, Liam McChesney. Eric Bischoff, they got the new recruit, Nigel John, who will be heading into the house. Uh, a lot a lot to look forward into uh, next season. I think the question on everybody's mind is, will Craig Smith be back? And that's a question that really is, uh, if I may put it honestly, is probably still a bit too early at this point to be uh, to be worried about, or at least even on his, on his mind as well, as his team will finish up the final week of their regular season next week. Home game against San Jose State on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. And then Saturday, they head to the pit to face the New Mexico Lobos to complete the regular season. Win both those games, and they're the number two seed in the Mount West Conference Tournament, which means they play on Thursday at 3.30 Mountain Time. So pregame with Al Lewis on 6.10 a.m. KVNU would be at 1.30. Again, that's assuming that Utah State wins both uh, games next week and then get ready for the... Uh, Get ready for the Mountain West Conference Tournament as a two-seed. Uh, we're also going to get into uh, some NFL news. As you heard about the whole, uh, the idea to want to change the playoffs. So seven teams from each conference would be a part of the playoffs now. But the kicker to this is that players would be losing money on a 17th game of the regular season. They'd cut the preseason by one game from four to three and extend the regular season to 17 games and take 14 total teams into the playoffs. The players aren't thrilled about this, but there's one huge major problem. It's non-negotiation. This is up to the owners. The billionaires have a bigger say than the millionaires. 
And that alone has really spread some unhappiness around the NFL Players Association. They're not happy. We'll get into more why and, and what, the re- what the resolution could be for this problem. And of course, we'll have our Friday Five Best. Uh, Eric and I will discuss our five best Aggies. Big men Aggies, though. Uh, we did guards last week, and we set social media on fire. I woke up with a lot of notifications on my Twitter account as I stepped away from my phone to uh, spend some time with a friend and uh, did not realize what we had done or what I had done or what I had said. So here's what we need you to do. We need you all to participate with us in your Friday Five Best Big Men in Aggie Basketball History. Now, the the, the question then becomes... Are forwards a part of it? Um, I had, or Jimmy Moore reached out on Twitter and said, you know what, I feel like I was a small forward, so I wouldn't be a part of this list. Well, you actually would because we only did guards last week. We actually left out small forwards. We didn't include the small forwards or the power forwards, and of course we didn't include the centers. So Jimmy Moore is actually eligible to be on this list, whether he likes it or not. It's not for my say. Um, but, uh, I want to hear your Friday five best Aggies, or excuse me, Friday five best big men Aggies in Utah State basketball history. Uh, you can do it uh, by texting us at 435-339-0321. Again, that's 435-339-0321, or you can call in at 435-752-1069. If you text in, I've, I've got this question a couple of times now, uh, the do we charge you to text into our show? No. The charge comes if message and data rates apply to your contract. So, if it costs you 50 cents to send a text message to Grandma Jean, according to your service, then it's going to cost you 50 cents to send us a text message. If you have free text messaging, then it will cost you zero cents and zero dollars. It's free. So, uh, that's how that works. But again, 435 339 if you want to text in, or 435-752-1069 if you want to call in with your Friday Five Best Big Men in Utah State Basketball History. I'd love to see your responses because I'm a, I'm a youngin. I don't understand from 97 before. No idea. But I did some research on numbers and realized that there's a couple of guys who are more than eligible to be on this list. The question becomes, do they make it? Eric's list will be probably different. Actually, I guarantee it will be different than mine. Where does Wayne Estes end up on your list? For a long time, he'd probably be number one. Does he stay number one with the likes of Ty Wesley, Gary Wilkinson? I'll put Jimmy Moore on that list. Jalen Moore? Does he end up on the list? Spencer Nilton's a big one. Namiyash Keta. Look, only two years, and Namiya has already set some freshman records. Does he belong on your Friday Five Best? Again, 435-339-0321, 435-752-1069 to get those out. Uh, let's start here. Utah Jazz are finally back in action after 84 years of uh, hanging out on the sun beaches. Uh, of the Cobble Islands, or if you're Joe Ingles, you went to the All-Star Game and made fun of your teammates. Um, but the Utah Jazz are back in action tonight versus the San Antonio Spurs. And then tomorrow night, they play the very moody 
Russell Westbrook and Houston Rockets. Uh, Russell Westbrook had a tough night, to say the least, last night. Not his finest moment. The crazy thing is, is like, his team's up by 30 or whatever it is. The game's already in hand. It's already decided. And yet, Russell Westbrook finds a way to still get ejected. That's amazing to me. And then, he comes out with a quote uh, the, in his postgame. I'm going to try to find this, this, this quote. Uh, but he comes out with a quote about how he's hated by the NBA, the fans, and the media. That they always try to find a way to, uh, to target him as a player. No joke. This came, this came freaking from the horse's mouth. That Russell Westbrook hates life. Okay, here it is. The quote, I think, um, this is Russell Westbrook. I quote, I think the refs, the fans, media, the NBA is put in a position now where I'm not really allowed to do much. Obviously, I'm an emotional guy, but I'm always the one that gets painted to be the bad guy in the whole situation. Uh... Dude, that's your problem. If you're if you're being painted as the bad guy in the situation, it's because you are the bad guy. Like, no, I'm sorry to spoil the movie here, but Russell, you're the problem, my man. I mean, because here's the thing. He walked over to the Warriors bench and he started talking. And he wouldn't shut up. So then, Clay Thompson, who probably is like, in fact, he is the five, five words a day Gabby of the NBA. He says maybe, like, he takes, he says less words than he does taking dribbles to shoot a three, which is like one. He doesn't say a word, but then he's sitting there, and Russell Westbrook is chatting at some guy, and Clay Thompson's sitting right next to his uh, left side. So Clay's like, what the fuck you talking to my G League guy? For? He shut your mouth. So then he starts chatting with him. Russell's like, oh, you want to get on this, Mr. Torn ACL? Have at it. What are you going to do? Let me give you a standing ovation. And so then there's this chitter-chatter back and forth. Rustin gets ejected, and he wouldn't leave the court in a timely manner, which is also a problem, too. Um, uh, It's just, and, and, and then he's like, Steve Kerr had to tell Russell Westbrook to get out of here. It's just one of those things. But again, I think the refs, this is Russell Westbrook, quote, I think the refs, the fans, media, the NBA, put in, in a position now where I'm not really allowed to do much. Dude, have you watched you play yourself play basketball? Have you watched yourself complain to the refs? He goes on. Obviously, I'm an emotional guy, but I'm always the one that gets painted to be the bad guy in the whole situation. Oh, Russell Westbrook. My man. So he's off tonight, and uh, that's probably a good thing, and he will get ready for tomorrow night when they head to the Bibbins Pro Home Arena to face the Utah Jazz. He'll be complete a back-to-back here. Uh... 20, after this game, there'll be 28 games left in the regular season for the Jazz. Uh, there's, in the, in this final third of the season, the Jazz are now in fourth place in the West. They have a chance, and they have their sights set on a, a chance to move up in the Western Conference standings. Or at least, at the very least, keep home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. San Antonio, on the other hand, is fighting this just treacherous battle just to get into the postseason right now. Now, the Jazz beat the Heat on February 12th in that last game before the All-Star break, 116-101. And, and, and I remember Coach Snyder was very complimentary of his team, playing hard 
in those final few games. Remember, they started off what one and four in this in in that brutal stretch, and then they capped it off by going like five and zero. Oh. I mean, it was it was just phenomenal. Uh, now, but now they come back from the break. They're a game and a half behind, or excuse me, they're a half game behind the Clippers for third, and they're a game and a half behind Denver for second. The problem with that is Clippers and Nuggets both own the tiebreaker over the Jazz currently as we speak. Now that could change going into in about three weeks. But the Jazz are going to have to make some adjustments. Uh, of course, they had Rudy Gobert. They had Donovan Mitchell in the All-Star game. But Rudy, By the way, Rudy Gobert was phenomenal in the All-Star game. I thought he was great. 21 points, 10 of 11 from the field with 11 boards, 2 assists, and a block in 19 minutes. But yet, Nick Nurse didn't think about, I don't know, maybe putting him in for the final six of the All-Star game. That's why Nick Nurse is the best coach in the Eastern Conference, not the Western Conference. Now, San Antonio, on the other hand, they've been off since February 11th. Uh, this is part of this that that annual uh, rodeo trip, where they they complete a bunch of games all against Western Conference teams. It's eight straight road games uh, that they have to face, and this is the pentalonium of the of that eight game road stretch with Oklahoma City being on Sunday. Just brutal stretch. Now for the Spurs, they have a very honest history, a very prestigious history. In fact, 22 straight playoff appearances. That's tied for the top spot in the NBA history with the Philadelphia 76ers, where they were once the Syracuse Nationals, moved to be the 76ers, and they kept the streak. Uh, That postseason run, by the way, is the longest active streak in any major North American pro sports league. But the problem is, if they want to be able to keep that streak alive, they're going to have to play a lot better in this final 28. They're 23-31 and 31 right now, and it's the worst record for the Spurs at the All-Star break since the 96-97 season, which is the last time they failed to make the playoffs. The kicker to that all? They got the number one draft pick. Anyone know who the number one draft pick was that year? Anyone? Wake Forest? Big man? The fundamental, Tim Duncan? That's it. That's the last time they didn't make the playoffs. Tim Duncan came into the uh, rescue, helped David Robinson. They haven't missed a playoff since. How about that? But they're now stuck in 10th place in the uh, this, this Western Conference, which has proved to be more brutal in the latter part of the first half of the season than people expected at the first part of the season. Uh, they beat Oklahoma City 114-106 before the All-Star break. And uh, the Spurs did not send one player to the All-Star game. Not one. I mean, think back to the days where Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, even in the latter part of it, all were going to the All-Star break consistently. This time, they said, get away from basketball. In fact, uh, Popovich had said, I don't want you to touch a basketball. Get out of here. Go to an island. Go out of town. Get your family out of here. Go to the beach. Do something. Not involve basketball. He lauded to his players. Not lauded, sorry. He pleaded to his players to not be a part of basketball for a whole entire week. So, as he says, they could clear their minds. He says the the biggest problem they've had right now from Coach Popovich's point of view is that they're they're defensively challenged. Usually they're defensively sound. Now it's the opposite way around. Patty Mills, I mean, you're looking like with Patty Mills, DeMar DeRozan, Marcus Aldridge has been Jekyll and Hyde at best, even when he's on the court. Uh, so there's there's issues in that regard. They're going to need to be better. Uh, and their schedule doesn't really ease up a whole lot either. So again, Jazz Spurs tonight. 
That's at 7 o'clock. Now, for those who are wanting to listen to the Jazz game, you will not be able to do it here. Why? Because Skyview plays Logan at 7 o'clock at Skyview in the second round of the tournament. So there will be no... Uh, there will be no jazz basketball on the station at 7 o'clock. You'll hear, at 6.45, excuse me, you'll hear John Newbold on the call as Skyview gets ready for uh, the Logan Grizzlies in the second round of the of the tournament. And we'll get into Region 11 girls and boys, by the way, and preview those matchups here uh, later on in the hour. Uh, you know, but going back to the Utah Jazz, it, it's just... Again, we're at 29 games left in the season, and and Eric and I have talked about it pretty. I mean, we we've beat a dead horse with it. Just how much they need to be sound, and so a three game losing streak takes you from four to seventh, but a three game winning streak could take you from fourth to second as well. It's it's uh, it, there's that much. I guess it's that tight. It's that close of a race right now. It's just. It's just another year in the Western Conference. Eric Franson joins me back here on the Full Court Press. Eric, welcome. Hi, AJ. How are you? Good. Sorry I'm tardy. No, you told me you would be, remember? At least you warned me this time. <laughs> that was nice of you. <laughs> just, you know. Very sweet of you. Trying Eric. to trying to be better. Trying to learn. Uh, hey, did you see... Have you looked at Twitter? Uh, I'm just firing it up right now. Uh, John Newbold uh, sent, or tagged us in a tweet that may reference to you and I and it may make me change my list <laughs> I'm just gonna okay, I'm pulling I'm, it up right yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out to you right now so uh <laughs> yeah check that out uh anyways Utah Jazz again tonight seven o'clock you'll hear you will not hear that game here on the station it's you'll be here in Skyview basketball versus Logan basketball at 645 pregame with John Newbold on the call hey by the way for state playoffs are you still just doing a simulcast for Logan and Skyview? Yeah. Uh, yes. So Hurricane John Newbold will call. Logan fans are going to be ticked. Why? Because John's not the most like unbiased announcer. <laughs> John, if you're listening, make sure you're calling the game for both teams. Please call it down the line, Playoffs. John. I yeah. may or may not have got a couple of complaints when you called Ridgeline Skyview at Skyview. And I love John Newbold. He's one of the best in the biz. He's one of my best friends. You reading it right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It it's it, my, my list might change just a tad bit. Well, um, I got to check my list after what he said. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with that. Yep. One of those is on there. <laughs> I don't know what, to, but he. He's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. But the thing is, his case. So good feedback. Last week, and we'll get to that tweet later on in the show because I don't want to spoil it now. But last week, um. <laughs> we didn't rec- we, uh, we I didn't put any forwards in my list because I always considered him big men, smaller powered. So I left him in my big men list. And then he comes out and he's like, "Well, actually, I'm a sm- I mean, it doesn't matter. I did all guards. If I leave s- this a certain individual out, I'm going to hear it." Who I just retweeted from Cash Valley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been so much fun. Oh, this is a blast. The, the, we I We've been doing the Friday Five Best for how long? Six, seven, no, not, not a year, maybe no, like eight, eight months? months. Eight months, maybe? Yeah, eight months sounds about right. And to be honest, there's some weeks that we're like, 
what should we do? Friday Five Best. I know. Man, man, man. And we put something together, and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then every now and then we come up with something, and it's like lightning in a bottle. It's awesome. Last week was so much fun, and the the debate continued for days afterwards. So I threw it out early this time because last time I didn't put our five best yeah. out there, or at least my five best out there until after the show. So I learned my lesson this morning. I threw out there what we'd be discussing this week. Got some really good, interesting uh, feedback already. And uh, some of these guys that are being recommended are on my list. Some are not. And then there's some debate about how we should even be defining those who could be in the running to be in our Friday Five Best. So this will be... What are we going to do that, by the way? Our Friday Five Best? Yeah. When are we going to do that in the show today? Uh, we probably Are you three. taking off? I guess that's the bottom line. Are you leaving? Are yeah. you leaving me next hour? Can we just say TBD? <laughs> or because or, we have to do it when you're here in the studio okay, with me. So let's take a break now and let's do it after because this is going to be a lengthy conversation between you and I. Yeah, because I want to make sure we're given quality time to go through this. Okay, well, let's do that. We're going to take a break. Coming back, our Friday Five Best. If you want to participate... You can. You can find Eric Franson at E. Franson. You can find myself at AJ Salvi. You can text us in at 435-339-0321, 435-339-0321, or call in at 435-752-1069. Who is your five best Aggie big men, forwards and bigger, in Aggie basketball history? And do you think that your list, and will your list, match up with Eric's or mine, because I don't think my list is going to be the same as yours. Nope. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's different. Yep. So uh, I haven't even seen it. We have not discussed oh, this no, at all. No, not at all. But I, how you define a big man is also maybe a bit controversial. So Thank you to the individual who just tweeted us. That'll be fun. Eric France and Ajay South of Full Court Press, 106 NFM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Many Aggie fans like to go to the game, some fans love to yell at the TV, and all fans like to wear a shirt or a jacket with their favorite team's logo. Aggie fans find the best selection of USU logo apparel at Locker 42. Find yourself an Aggie t-shirt for 10 bucks. Locker 42 features Aggie logoed hoodies, jackets, and golf shirts, and a hat wall with over 40 styles. Women's specific apparel, youth sizes for the junior Aggie, and toddler and infant Aggie items as well. Locker 42 is a store for Utah State fans by Utah State fans, and proud to be part of Aggie Nation. Delivering the highest quality office equipment and digital document management solutions to Utah. Valley Office Systems, known for award-winning brands like Rico and Kyocera. But now, Valley is proud to announce they're also an HP Premier Partner, providing the HP professional line of copiers and printers and showing you how to optimize and manage your company's document output. Just another reason why a switch to Valley will make your office better. ValleyOfficeSystems.com Is your CPAP mask old and nasty? Is it held together by duct tape? You'd be surprised how many are. CPAP masks are designed to be changed out and updated to accommodate your needs once every three to four months. And most insurance companies will cover your resupply costs. CPAP masks are always improving, and Alpine can provide you with the most comfortable and innovative masks in the industry. So call or come in today for a one-on-one appointment with us, and we'll set up your customized resupply program. Alpine Home 
Hey, did you drop the ball on Valentine's Day? If so, I can help you make up for it. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter where you're at in your relationship, we have something she'll love. Stop in and we'll help you pick her out a thoughtful yet inexpensive necklace, pair of earrings, bracelet, watch, or even if you're ready for the next step, with our selection of over 3,000 designs, we'll find her the perfect engagement ring. Even after Valentine's Day, it's all about the romance. Make it special, make it Jarek's. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Audrey Salveson is the Full Court Press on a Friday, February 21st, 426 time. Here in a very chilly, chilly Logan. You know, can I say one thing before we get into our Friday Five Best? Shoot. Big time kudos and hats off to our engineering staff. Why? These are guys that, like you said, it's been a chilly day. These are guys that in the sometimes in the middle of the day, sometimes in the middle of the night, oftentimes on weekends, when things go bad, they they cowboy up, they get their gear, and they go to work to get it fixed. Uh, they're taking their day to go climb a mountain to try to fix an equipment failure. You got a big snow cat. They're not sure if it'll even get to where they need to go. So they brought like their snowshoes and shovels. and So hats off to our engineering staff here at the Cash Valley Media Group. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Now they don't get near enough attention like they should. Okay, fine. Nice job, Kevin. Sports guy? Sports guy's yeah, one of the sports best. guy's up there. Sports guy's Kevin's been- up there. Paul's up there. Paul's going to die. No, nah, he's not going to die. Dude, he's going to break a rib or something. He's like in better yeah. shape than most of us. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. That's one guy I wouldn't want to get in a boxing ring with. You never know. You never know with him. Uh, we have texts coming through about our Friday Five uh, big, our Friday Five best. Um, we'll get into that and we'll get to their uh, messages here in just a bit. Uh, Eric, are you ready? So, yes, I am ready. You sound I, confident. I think it's important to set the stage here. Okay. So last week we talked about the five best guards. Uh-huh. We didn't classify point guard or shooting guard. We just said guards. Correct. Right? Yep. And so to follow it up, uh, you and I decided let's do five best big men. Again, that can be subject to interpretation. What is exactly a big man? Because not just centers, could be power forwards as well. So... Ajay, I'm full disclosure, before I get into any of this, I decided that to be considered a big man, you had to be six seven, six eight, or bigger. Taller. Whew. Now okay. most of them are six eight. There was one who was six seven. So that's my qualification. Now, although there were guys that were smaller than that who played in the post. Um, that's so you know where I'm coming from. 
That's where I've put my big men. That's fair enough. Okay. Um, so how about you and I go through ours, and yeah. then we'll get to some of the responses that we've received over the last 24 hours. Let's do it. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay. All right. Number five on my list. I got to go find him. Number five on my list uh, is Dean Hunger. He's a member of the All-Century team. Uh, he was uh, part of a group that went to the NCAA tournament in back-to-back years in 1979 and in 1980. Big West Player of the Year in 1980. Um, averaged nearly 21 points a game and almost nine rebounds a game. Uh, Dean Hunger is uh, still uh, near the, the, the top for uh, each of the top 20 in points scored in his career at Utah State. Tremendous player in the post. He is number five on my list of five best big men. Number five for me. Oh, man. Just pray for me, everybody. Uh, Namish Keta. In two years, I've never seen in my personal time watching Utah State basketball, from a freshman to sophomore, I've never seen a big man have as much impact as Namish Keta has. I mean, wow. he set the he set the record with blocks. Interesting. He set records as a freshman in rebounds. He set record like and just look. And we found out this year that Sam is the best player on the team. Namiyash Keta is the most important player on this basketball team, and I think that was the case last year as well. Interesting selection. Okay. Definitely an impact player. Really good player. Uh, and he's uh, that's a name that's being brought up today. Uh, number four on my list of in our Friday five best big men. I didn't just pick him because of his name, but I got to put Eric Franson on the list. You six, picked it because of his name. <laughs> six you foot eight, son of a biscuit. Uh, look, he was all Big West first team twice. Uh, he was a Big West Player of the Year back in 1995. Uh, he led the conference in scoring. He had 56 double doubles. In his career, uh, he's one of the best in points scored, one of the best in rebounds overall, a tremendous player in the post for Utah State in those old Big West days. Uh, uh, he was a force to be reckoned with. Not the most athletic guy in the post. Um, our good friend Bob Apoon used to refer to him as old ratchet arms. <laughs> they don't really know what that, that is means. brutal. <laughs> but he was... That is brutal. He was a part of a really, really good uh, stretch of... of teams in the mid-90s there, uh, and he was a, the best player in the Big West. And you could argue for a couple of different seasons, only got that honor once, but a uh, tremendous player in the post for Utah State. Number four for me is the 2008-2009 WAC Player of the Year. It is Gary Wilkinson, the former uh, WJAC, also All-American. Uh, well, Gary was in a very integral part of that team that nearly beat Marquette. In fact, he's one of the biggest reasons why they were in that game with Marquette. Nearly was the reason why they won that game versus Marquette. Uh, Gary was an all-out hustler. He reminds me a lot of another uh, gentleman that I'll be naming here in the list a little bit uh, later on. But uh, he was he was just so... He was athletic. He was big. He was strong. Uh, and, and really, he was a heck of a leader, too. I think there was a lot, if I remember, there was a couple of games where hostile environments and it was him that kind of gathered the troops together. In fact, I think Stu Morrill had talked to me off air about it where it was Gary who gathered the troops together and, and Stu would kind of stay away from it and let Gary do the talking. That's how big Gary Wilkinson was for that uh, for a couple of years for that basketball team. He averaged, uh, 
Uh, and I mean, he, by the way, he started all game, every game that he was on the team, he started all 35 in the 07, 08 season, all 35 in the 08, 09 season. He averaged 30 minutes and he shot about 58% from the field, uh, averaged 15 points, um, about seven, no, excuse me, about 11 rebounds a game. Uh, and, and defensively was an absolute monster. And then of course, uh, his, I mean, his, his life story, and I know this isn't going to be a part of it, but his life story off the court is oh, amazing. Amazing. It's just incredible. And I wish we had enough time to be able to get through it with him when we had him in our studio. But, uh, yeah, one of the very best. A uh, very good selection. Gary Wilkinson, GW. He was a great player for Utah State. Number three on my Friday Five Best Big Men for Utah State men's basketball is Spencer Nelson. Uh, not only was he a great player on the court, he was a great ambassador for Utah State, but he was named a big, the uh, mid-major player of the year. He was all Big West, uh, one of only two players in Utah State history to record 1,000 points, 800 rebounds, 300 assists. Uh, he played in uh, his freshman year was 98-99, left for a little while, and then came back and as part of those uh, great uh, Utah State basketball teams in the early 2000s. Um, and uh, was not o- the, not always the most athletic big man in the post, but had great footwork and uh, knew how to always have his body in the right position and was part of a tremendous string of a, a series of success for Utah State men's basketball. He's number three on my list for uh, the five best big men in Utah State history. That's a good number three. Did he? Did he I think you might have just said this, but what was his accolades? Do you have any accolades? Oh, well, he's part of the All-Century team. That's a uh, he's a one. Hall of Famer. He's one. one of two players to record 1,000 points, 800 rebounds, and 300 assists. <laughs> I mean, it's a long it's list. I don't want to go through all of it, but it is a long list of accolades and accomplishments for Spencer Nelson. That's good stuff. My next one is the 2010-11 WAC Player of the Year. He's also an All-American at Utah State. It is Ty Wesley. Ty Wesley played 139 games. He started 35, uh, the first 35 games in the first three seasons, and then started 34 in his final year uh, as a senior at Utah State. In those games, he averaged in t- about 27 minutes per game, shot 59% from the field, uh, averaged 12 points, actually just above 12.5 points per game, and uh, in uh, about 6.5 rebounds per game. The most athletic big man we had seen in the modern era. Ty Wesley was special. The only problem with Ty Wesley is that he got into foul trouble way too many times. Can you imagine? If he wouldn't have. If that guy didn't commit just little silly fouls early in the game. I think about that. Just how much more he could have done in an Aggie uniform. Do you remember at the BYU game when he got hosed? I was at the Marriott Center. It was a close game. I think we lost by four in this game. But we were down by two, and it was just a bad foul by Ty Wesley. And it kind of just sprung the game open for BYU, and they won by four. But uh, it gave him just enough breathing room. Like I always think about that game in Ty Wesley. If he plays the whole entire night, they probably win. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's my guy. Who uh, we're at number two? So now we're to number two. My number two is Ty Wesley, for a lot of the reasons which you just stated. Uh, tremendous career at Utah State there in the uh, mid to late 2000, uh, 2007 to 2008 is when he started and went to 2010-2011. WAC Player of the Year, honorable mention AP All-American. Uh, led the team his senior year in points, rebounds, and steals. I-, I think that's part of his game that doesn't get often talked about is uh, just how much he disrupted 
a lot of things <laughs> in the post and in the middle and, and create a lot of steals. And he was also really good dribbling out of out of pressure. I remember a couple different uh, conference tournaments. Um, who were they playing? I can't remember if it was New Mexico State or Nevada. Um, they were trying to full-court press the Utah State Aggies, and they would always inbound the ball to Ty Wesley, and he'd bring the ball up the court because they would focus on the guards, and they would forget about the big guy. Mm. And the Aggies like, no, look, he's our secret weapon. They'd throw it into Ty. He'd bring it up to the half-court line, and the Aggies would go from there, and it, it would just stifle them. They just thought, for sure, we're going to clamp down and stop Utah State. And Ty Wesley was having nothing of it. And he was a great player in the post, great footwork, trash talker, uh, and uh, would get in the opponent's heads. Um, but like you said, if he could just, if he were able to keep his, his himself on the court and stay out of foul trouble, I think he'd be up there at number one all time. <laughs> my number two is one of my favorites and one of the Aggie favorites of all time, Spencer Nielsen. Spencer in 139 games, he started 128 of those. He averaged, uh, or excuse me, he, there we go, read the, read the wrong screen there. Uh, in 120 games, he started 80 of them. He averaged just over 26 minutes uh, with about 10.5 points, 5.5 rebounds. He shot not really well from the field, or so not, not really well from deep, but from the field he shot 61%. He was also the main cog. And the uh, the head nacho, if you will, of that elite dynasty of Aggie men's basketball teams. The head he nacho. was a big like reason why they were as good as they were. When you think of big men in Aggie basketball history, one of the first names, if it doesn't, it should come up to your mind, is Spencer Nilton. He was Mr. Hustle. I remember a game, a meaningless, I think it was a Gosner Classic game, and if Spencer's listening, I don't know if he remembers or not, but he dove. Like, I, I think they're up by 25, and he dove for a ball uh, into the opposing bench just to save it. Up by 25 in a Gosner Classic game, Eric. <laughs> He's still going out. Because he cared that much. Uh, Spencer was everything you want an Aggie to be. And, and when you ask Stu Morrow about him, his eyes light up, he gets an ear-to-ear grin, and he can't stop talking about him. Um, he was he was the epitome of Aggie basketball in my mind. What Teddy Bruschi is to the Patriots, what John Stockton was to the Utah Jazz, Spencer Nilsson is to the Utah State Aggies. Great, I yeah, absolutely couldn't say it any better than what you did. Interesting that our our number two and three were just swapped. Yeah. So this is where it's going to be interesting. Number one, the number one top big man for Utah State history. Should we take a break and come back? And do it after the break, or do you want to just go right into it? We actually do got to spend a break right now, so let's do it. All right. Coming back, Eric Franson, Audrey Salveson. Let's keep the suspense going. We'll have this the good. number one player on our Aggie big men list. Who are yours? We've had a few texts come in. We've had some uh, responses come in from Twitter. If you want to text in 435-339-0321, 435-339-0321. We won't see your name. We'll just see the, we'll just see the phone number. Uh, but we'll read in your messages if you have responses to your best Aggie five big men from five to one. Who is your best? Eric and I will give or Eric and I will give uh, yours. Give you ours. There we go. There you go. One hundred six and FM thirteen ninety AM. The fan. This is the herd with Colin Cowherd. <laughs> 
Belichick would prefer to keep Tom Brady for this year. Now, prefer is not the most loving compliment to play to your franchise quarterback, but Brady's 43. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, when I'm 83, which is like quarterback dog years, blah, 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 at 83, my wife would prefer me to be around, but she's probably done tolerating most of my nonsense. Colin Cowher. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What if you could change careers and not disrupt your pay potential? Now you can with a career move to Schreiber Foods. Schreiber Foods is matching current wages for machine operators and forklift drivers with proven experience. Plus, Schreiber Foods will give you opportunity for continued growth. If you're maxed out at your current job or ready for a change, come to Schreiber Foods. For qualified employees, they will match what you're currently earning. Apply at SchreiberFoods.com for both Cash Valley locations and click on careers. Equal opportunity employer. Whenever you miss the taste of home, stop in at the Old Grist Mill. They've got fresh bread, bagels, sandwiches, and great soups. Try the house favorites, the cream of potato, chicken noodle, and vegetable beef. And if you're creating something new, three additional heartwarming soup choices are available daily at their South Main location at 981 South Main in Logan or at the Brigham City location just north of the Walmart. Also, sandwiches and bakery items are at 4th North location, the Old Grist Mill, the best of Mother Nature. Winter is no match for the all-new Victory Golf Works indoor virtual golf facility. Come in and sharpen your skills and improve your golf swing no matter how cold it is outside. Their TrackMan HD simulators are the most accurate available and allow you to play top courses, practice with reliable feedback, or play fun games with friends. Receive personal golf instruction and club fittings from PGA professional Tom Davidson. Victory Golf Works, now open in Logan. 1077 West, 130 South. Monday through Saturday, 10 till 8, Sunday by appointment. Visit VictoryGolfWorks.com. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. We're a community bank, and Cash Valley is important to us. That's why we continue to invest in downtown Logan with new expansion. Our mortgage department is moving into a newly remodeled bank building just north of the Tabernacle. We are also remodeling the historic Thatcher Bank building at Center and Main, and we have a very experienced lending team there. With our new Hiram and Smithfield branches, it's now more convenient than ever to bank with us. Growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. No need to uh, let the suspense last any longer. It's Eric Franson and RJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Grateful to have you join us wherever and however you are doing, whether it's here on those very two stations or on 1069thefan.com. If you missed any of our shows, don't forget you can tune in to our podcast on Stitcher's iTunes and Spotify and find all of our recent shows, including last night's interview with Lane Higgins of the Wall Street Journal as she talked about uh, uh, the article she wrote on the Mount West Conference and the issues with the shot track and Nike basketballs. Really good stuff. You don't want to miss that. You can go back to uh, uh, our podcast and find that interview. Eric? Uh, we've been talking about our five best Aggie big men, and uh, things are getting spicy as we get to number one, but before we do so, let's recap what we've done so far. All right. So my number five was Namiya Shketa. Yours? Dean Hunger. By the way, I, and I gotta be, I gotta be honest, I didn't know who Dean Hunger was. Number four, Gary Wilkinson. Number four for me, Eric Franson. Number and th- no, I did not choose him, because he's got an awesome name. Number three, Ty Wesley. Number three for me was Spencer Nelson. Number two for me is Spencer Nelson. Number two for me is Ty Wesley. (laughs) And that's where we are at. We have some responses, and we want to get to those, and we will. Eric, 
Who is your number one big man? My number one big man in Utah State basketball, uh, men's basketball history. Marv Roberts. Oh, it's coming. Marv Roberts. He's uh, seventh all-time in scoring, third all-time in rebounds, was an AP All-American. Actually, in two different publications, as an All-American. Um, he had 54 double-doubles. He scored 43 points twice as an Aggie. A member of the All-Aggie Century team. Um, played professionally in both the ABA and the NBA. He had a tremendous career. Um, but uh, he was a force to be reckoned with uh, in points, in scoring. He also had a lot of assists for a big man. Uh, part of a, a great team and a great run in, that was started in the late 60s and then continued into the early 70s. His uh, senior year was 1971. And uh, for me, uh, he, he is the best. He is the penultimate Utah State big man. Uh, he was six foot eight. He meets my criteria, even though there was somebody uh, earlier in describing our criteria that he shouldn't be considered a big man. But I consider him uh, the number one big man in Utah State history. My number one big man for Utah State is Wayne Estes. Uh, what he did in a short amount of time before he was tragically taken from this uh, this earth was amazing. And the fact that he was going to be a top, probably three or four, top three pick Definitely in the first NBA rounder. draft. Yeah. Very high. Very high. Top ten guaranteed. Yes. Is amazing in itself. Uh, the numbers, it, it, he averaged 26.5 points per game. He shot 85% from the line. He shot 48% from the field. He averaged 12 rebounds per game. And again, he was an All-American. I mean, for heaven's sakes, they have a basketball building named after this guy. Wayne Estes is my number one. Now, Eric, with that being said, our top five lists have been released of the Aggie Five Big Men. We did leave off a couple of very notable names, extremely notable names. Uh, and we are going to get to those names here now. Uh, you've got some response. You got some responses. Uh, we've got some responses. Uh, how do you want to go about this? By okay, the way? first of all, I want to say that there's a there's a reason why I did not include Wayne Estes. I, I didn't consider him as a big man. Okay, I That's considered fine. him more of a scoring forward. Okay. <sighs> yes, he probably could be in the discussion, but I I didn't consider him as a as a big man, I, and, and that's why he's not in my top five. That That's completely understandable. Uh, we got a few texts. I'm going to get through a couple of these. Uh, 7541 is not really thrilled with you or I, Eric. Uh, he's asking about Nate Harris. He says Nate Harris is better than Wilkinson and Ty Wesley. Ty Wesley and Wilkinson were all Americans, my friend. I'm sorry, but that there alone speaks volumes for me. I liked Nate Harris. He's a great player for a lot of reasons. Um, he did take the team to three different NCAA tournaments. Uh, first team all-conference three different times. There are a lot of accolades for Nate Harris, but I I have to respectfully disagree. I think Ty Wesley and Spencer Nelson were more versatile in what they did for Utah State. Absolutely. Uh, Nate Harris, great player. No, yeah, we're not, not to taking anything, anything away from, from him. But, but I'm taking Spencer Nilton and Wilkinson and Wesley over him day, night, twice on Sunday. I'm sorry. that's There's no way. 
by the way, uh, three four eight six. I, I we, someone's got to figure this out. How do we say Namiyash Keta's name? I've heard Namiyash Keta. I've heard uh, Namiyash Keta. It's Keta, isn't it? I don't know. I just three four eight six. Thank you for bringing it up. Uh, 0945 brought out his list. In in his five are Nate Williams, Spencer Nilton, Marvin Roberts. Who, by the way, I very much considered Ty Wesley and Nate Harris. He then replies after we read off our list. You two make me question whether or not you're capable of talking about the Aggies. I love the passion. Oh nine four five. I love it. That's I why we it. do this. We all have different opinions. Nate we Williams. Have different okay, criteria. So did you have Nate Williams on your list? No. And I didn't have. And when I didn't have Nate Williams or Nate Harris, so he has two of them that I don't have. Ty Wesley, Marvin Roberts, and Spencer Nilsson. Those three are on yours. Two of those three are on mine. Uh, Nate Harris is a favorite for everybody, huh? Uh, it, yeah, certainly among uh, more contemporary Aggie fans. Uh, we got an interesting comment from Jimmy Moore. Uh, well, actually, let me back that up. First, we got a, uh, when I threw it out there earlier today, Hurricane John Newbold, longtime Aggie fan who follows a lot of these uh, former Aggie players. Um, he had a, he had a comment on this. He had his own opinion. He says, I couldn't narrow it down to five. But I think Eric Franson, Wayne Estes, Sean Daniels, Nimiketa, Keda. I guess there's a debate on how you say that. Ty Wesley, Spencer Nelson, Gary Wilkinson, Marv Roberts, Bob Lariski, Jimmy Moore, and Nate Harris will be on people's lists. And then in response to that, Jimmy Moore actually jumped on on the Twitter. And uh, he had his own opinion to, to share uh, about that. He says, I love the Friday best idea. However... I think there are a few guys that I personally would not categorize as big men. Myself, Marv Roberts, and Bob Lariski. I wouldn't consider all of us as small forwards. Lately, Jalen should be in this forward category before me. My opinion. It's a good opinion. That's fair enough. <laughs> yes, definitely worth looking at. Uh, we've got an opinion here um, from Lotu Fakahua. Who says, I can only speak to my era, to recent. I'm sure there were some great ones I haven't listed. But he has number one as Keda. Number two is Wesley. Number three is Harris. Number four is Penninger. And number five as Wilkinson. Desmond Penninger, I see, I'd have a hard time saying he was a classic, traditional big man because of what he could do out on the perimeter. Yeah, okay, but you're going to punish some guy because he can shoot well on the perimeter though? No, but I just think from what how the 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 role that he played. I don't know, I'll take another look at that one. Good suggestions though. Uh and then Brad Singer, one of my favorite people in the world. Uh I love Brad. He says, "Thank you, Eric, for including Dean Hunger in your top 5 big men in USU basketball history. He's my father-in-law. I never saw him play, but his stories paint a good picture of how good he was." And according to not just Eric, but a few other people I've spoken to, they said he was really good. I just didn't know about him, and I had no idea. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's pretty cool in itself. All right, so I've tweeted out my five best. You can uh, agree with me, disagree with me, tear me apart, whatever you wish to do. So I have this job to put it out there, and I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, I'm not bashful about what my opinion is, and you can agree with it, disagree with it. And, Which is what we want you to do, though. You know what? Share yeah, your opinion. You can make a point that I may concede and say, you know what? You're right. I should consider this guy over that one. The reason I didn't include Keda on my list, 
He had tremendous years as a freshman, set records, but we've only seen him for basically a season and a half. And so I think I have to I have to give deference to guys who were here longer, who did a lot of things over a longer period of time. It's not to take away from what Ked has done in his short time here, but when I'm looking at only the five, if you narrow it down to five, I'm going to give some preference to those who wore the Aggie uniform longer and accomplished great things over that time too. Absolutely. Time to take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap up the first hour. Get you ready for the second hour. Full Court Press, Eric France, and Audrey Salison. Adam, the intern in the studio, 106 on FM, 1390 AM. Don't scream at us, please. Nah, it's okay if you do. Want to hear it? Really? Hear your fu- Are you your sure? Five best Are you men. sure you want me screaming out? Because I got screamed out last week and I cried. <laughs> I got in the fetal position in the corner of my room and cried. I'm a sucker for you. This is the Dan Patrick Show. If you got a chance to watch the Chiefs' victory parade, you probably noticed one player who was a little bit louder than everybody else, and that was tight end Travis Kelsey. He's become the unofficial party starter for the World Champs, and he's reminiscent of Rob Gronkowski. You might call it the Gronk effect, and, and Kelsey and Gronk are actually the same exact age. It feels like the tight ends are trying to take over for wide receivers. Dan Patrick. And here they are. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Consistently over 100 businesses, thousands of people, free parking, Main Street access. It's the Cash Valley Radio Home and Garden Show, presented by Anderson Seed and Garden at the Eccles Ice Center, March 20th and 21st. If you are a home and garden business, from crafts to home building or excavation to emergency preparedness, there is a place for you and your business. Google Cash Valley Home and Garden Show or call 752-1390 for details. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We gotta get new bumper music, dude. I've heard this stuff for so long. I've updated some of them. I'm surprised this one's still in there. Yeah, me too. Our Friday Five Best USU Big Men. Here's the list for Eric. It's Dean Hunger, Eric Franson. No, not that, Eric Franson. Spencer Nilton, Ty Wesley, Marvin Roberts. Mine is Namiyash Keta at five. It's a good choice, right? No? Number four is Kerry Wilkins. And number three, Ty Wesley, two, Spencer Nilton, and one, Wayne Estes. Thanks for everybody participating, and you can continue to do so throughout the show at 435-339-0321 if you want to text in. Or if you want to hit up Eric or myself on Twitter, it's at E. Franson, at AJ Salvi. Uh, 0945, love the passion, man. Love it. Absolutely love it. He has uh, Nate Williams at 5, Spencer Nilton at 4, Marvin Roberts at 3, 2 Ty Wesley, and 1 Nate Harris. Nate Harris is a... F- Nate Harris... So, when, by the way, when I walked around the Valley, people are saying, how did you guys not get Nate Harris on the phone? How did you guys not interview Nate? He's an Aggie. You're right. We just got to the people who would be able to reach out to us. I reached out to a ton of guys, by the way, and most of them. There, there are a lot of players from. on those teams. We I get to tried. All okay, I'm still trying. In fact, we're not done yet. No, yeah, we've actually got a couple more. We're Doesn't mean on. we're not that he's off the island. We, no. we definitely want to talk to Nate yeah, Harris. Yeah, and we will continue. Great, to try. great Aggie player. We've got two guys who we're working on right now to be able to get onto our show. Uh, one of them is currently one of the top three scores in. Well, top four, I guess now, huh? In Utah State history, in uh, a very, very special individual. And the other one's a very great Aggie basketball legend himself. Uh, hopefully, we'll get those uh, worked out here in the next week or two to get him on our show. 
Uh, Eric, coming up here in the second hour, we got Region 11 girls and boys basketball. Boys play tonight in the second round. Girls are tomorrow. Eric will preview all those matchups. I'm going to head out and go to the Jazz Gate and uh, watch the Jazz hopefully win against the Spurs. Hopefully. Hopefully. Also, the NFL is uh, had some new plans for hey, the yo. season and the playoffs. Owners like it. What about the players? No. We'll see if it works. Effect. All right, all coming up here on the Full Court Press, second hour number two. Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NFL and the NFL Players Association appear to be closing in on signing a new collective bargaining agreement. The headline is adding a 17th game and expanding the playoffs. But there are other details. Some players have spoken out against the proposal, and some people in the media have already said it's a bad deal. But if we learned anything from the 2011 contract negotiations, the public's interest in the details is limited. After covering that story all summer long, the NFL media thought fans would be upset in some way. Then television ratings exploded that fall. People didn't care if off-season activities were canceled. A lot of fans are probably thinking more football. Great. They don't care about the minutiae, which is probably what the players are focused on. It's not just the money. Players are just like us. Health benefits matter. We'll see if the deal passes. There's a good chance there's a fight coming in the coming weeks. Just don't expect the average football fan to care. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.